I'm the executive producer of Noah's Vlog, Paul Notice. Nice to meet you. Hopefully, this sunlight is giving me enough. I can try to fix that in editing, but if it doesn't, so sorry. So, today marks the 100th day of the Trump presidency, and for the first 100 days, it's a huge, huge benchmark. Despite what Trump is now saying, there are a lot of promises on the campaign trail when it came to how much he would accomplish in the first 100 days. Now, before I go on, I want to make it very clear. I don't agree with this guy. I don't like the guy. That's my subjectivity. So, we're going to approach this in a very critical, yet more level-headed way. Now, despite all the racism, xenophobia, homophobia, anti-Semitism, and anti-immigrant sentiment that's been very prevalent in the speeches, rhetoric, and motivations, a lot of these actions and behaviors of the Trump administration, along with the very, very likely espionage slash treason, quite honestly, with the Trump campaign, along with the administration, including Michael Flynn, Jared Kushner, and a lot of other Trump surrogates, we're just gonna focus on what has the Trump administration done so far in the first 100 days and how would that affect you? So first up is the Muslim ban. And that was the biggest, biggest marker of controversy in the start of his presidency. Now there have been two federal judges that have already stopped uh, both versions of this Muslim ban and Trump vows to appeal all the way to the Supreme Court. The same applies to the Justice Department's attempt to ransom federal funding for local law enforcement who choose not to comply with ICE requests to detain people who are arrested who happen to be staying here illegally. Now, if you guys don't know about sanctuary cities, here's a really quick recap. It's a federal law for you as a local police department to report the immigration status of anyone you detain. However, and this is where it comes down to what's a sanctuary city and what is not. If ICE requests, which they always do, for you to detain someone longer so that they can start the deportation process, that's your choice as a local police department to comply. If the fingerprints match up with someone who ICE knows is an unauthorized immigrant, they might send the local cops holding this person something called a detainer request. The detainer request is just that. It's a request. The federal government is asking, not demanding, that police hold that person for an extra 48 hours after they would normally be released. That gives ICE time to come by, pick them up, start the deportation process. Now, ICE can't force local law enforcement to hold someone just by sending one of these detainer requests. The Constitution's 10th Amendment prohibits state governments from having to enforce federal law and some federal courts have decided that detainer requests fall into that category. It's completely constitutional. In fact, it's unconstitutional for ICE to actually try to compel these people against their will to detain these personnel because of, of a lot of background. I don't know, I'm just gonna post a little link up here so you guys can do a little bit more research. Uh, make a long story short, that is what makes a sanctuary sin. Recently, a judge in San Francisco put a hold on that order, citing that it is unconstitutional. Why? Because it's states' rights versus versus the federal government. And it's quite ironic that a party that is very well known for touting states' rights is all of a sudden going the opposite direction. Anyway, uh, when it comes to sanctuary cities, a lot of local departments find that uh, the whole entire process to be the most harmful when it comes to policing. It creates what we call a chilling effect meaning that it silences the community. A lot of times chilling effect is used in the context of the media, right? If you attack a journalist, then it creates a chilling effect on the rest of the journalist community to not speak out about an issue. Well, this applies to immigrant communities who may be completely more fearful that they might be deported if they commit a crime, if they are accused of committing a crime, or if they just haven't done anything at all and are just simply gonna be deported anyway. And this has already happened. In fact, DACA recipients are now being deported, which is, incredibly illegal and yet 
the Trump administration is trying anyway. The biggest accomplishment we can look at so far, and this is mostly on the legislative branch in Congress, the nomination of Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. Trump played a role in it, but this really came down to Senator Mitch McConnell and his decision to get rid of the filibuster for Supreme Court nominations. Now, this action might return again in a way they get rid of the filibuster for the passions of different laws, and that would prove very problematic for Democrats, along with people who will be affected by those laws. A lot of these accomplishments, motions, laws that are attempted to be passed, like repealing Obamacare, the new tax plan, these are things that greatly disadvantage marginalized communities, especially when it comes to repealing Obamacare without any concrete replacement. If you're going to kick 24 million people off of health care, you have to have a replacement for it or else you're pretty much hurting. The same goes for the tax plan. Trump's tax plan actually takes all of the seven different brackets we have in our current tax plan and compresses them down to three. Those three tax brackets allow for a massive, massive tax cut for the wealthy. What's worse is that there may actually be increases for lower income people. Now, if you happen to think, well, I make a little bit of money, no, $250,000 or above. We're talking about those types of tax brackets. We're also talking about what they would call pass-through corporations. Pass-through corporations are structured in a way where the workers and employees pay the predominant share of the tax burden. It's a little bit strange and odd that even though your tax burden is a little bit less, you're still going to get a larger tax cut. Why? Well, Trump owns a lot of pass-through corporations, and so he stands to benefit the most. This also goes the same for his taking out of the estate tax, which deals with people who are left in inheritance of millions of dollars, not $10,000, not $100,000, not even $500,000. It's millions of dollars that all fight to being taxed. Critics like to say that you, you're basically taxing the wealthy again. Well, the wealthy are wealthy, and quite honestly, it's one of the few small checks on privilege that we actually have and an attempt to try to spread around their wealth. Anyway, we have that. We have Jeff Sessions, who's trying to repeal all the different reforms that have been put in place and the reviews by Justin Department under Eric Holder and Attorney General Loretta Lynch when it comes to police reform. To the credit of Baltimore City, the Baltimore Police Department, along with its mayor, said, no, we agreed to have this review of our police department. Could you please continue with that? Jeff Sessions is trying to say that he's trying to protect the lives of police officers and that there is an uptick of violence against police. That is blatantly false, not empirically evident. It's actually a historical low for violence against police officers. When it comes to protecting the lives of police officers, it would make more sense to have a little bit more of a trust between the community that the police are serving and the officers themselves. There's a lot more other things that have happened during the first 100 days, but I just want to give you a quick little overview. I would just encourage you guys to stay, stay alert. There's a climate change march today. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to how uh, the Trump administration is going to try to spin the first 100 days. Uh, you'll notice that there's not a lot of things that are concrete. It's going to be a lot of rhetoric about optimism and what we said and the, the, the direction of the administration, direction of the country. But what has he actually done? Even when it comes to fulfilling the campaign promises, what has he actually done? He was not able to get the Muslim ban, thank goodness. He was not able to build a wall, thank goodness. In fact, making Mexico pay for the wall, that was not only completely racist, but also unrealistic as well. Now this whole thing with the ACA and trying to repeal it once more, that's proving to be somewhat of a difficult task. Anyway, pay attention to the tax plan. There shouldn't be a way that he can ever, ever pass that without the American people getting up in arms and getting pissed. I'm Paul Notice. Thanks for watching. And as always, always question and always explore.